Hey Solomon, this is J. Rosemary. Are you tired of feeling overwhelmed and alone? I know when my children were younger, there was a lot of times I felt alone. That's why I started Solomon's Talk, this podcast. But you're not alone. You don't have to parent alone. And I, I keep repeating it because it's something that it seems we are convinced that we are alone. But reach out to me. I'm here for you. I can talk you through anything that's going through your mind. Because believe me, I've gone through some stuff. You can tell from listening to these podcasts that I empathize with you. And I understand and can connect with what's happening with you. So click the link below and book a one-on-one with me. We could just chat. Uh, No obligation, no... um, no commitment, just chat. And so don't parent alone. Click the link below and book a, book a chat with me. And no obligation, confidential and safe place to talk about you. Tired, weary, frustrated? What would you be doing if you weren't raising children alone? What's stopping you from living your best life now? On Solo Mom's Talk, I discuss with solo mothers the challenges you face raising children alone. So if you're a working solo mom dealing with independent children, insensitive bosses, weight and health issues, or even debt collectors, join us as we discover your path to get and stay healthy, increase your income, and live with joy and purpose. In this battle of life, it's hard to keep your head Today I'm speaking with Sandra Rubin. Hi, Sandra. Thank you for coming and speaking with me today on Solomon's Talk. And before we go further, could you introduce yourself? Tell us who Sandra is. I am a board certified Ayurvedic practitioner. Ayurveda is a form of natural Indian medicine that's over 5,000 years old. And I'm a passionate healer, educator, I'm a mom. I have studied Ayurveda at the Southern California University of Health Sciences and in India. I am the author of the book, Ayurvedic Practitioner's Resource Guide. I am a graduate assistant at the Southern California University of Health Sciences. So I continue to tutor Ayurvedic students. I have a clinic in Henderson, Nevada, where I practice Ayurveda. Mm. And I do external therapies to help calm the mind, such as shiradharas, which warm oil dripping on the forehead, and full body abhyangas. I treat clients that are coming in with chronic health issues, or sometimes they're just not getting the results they're looking for with Western medicine, or they just want to take a more natural approach before trying to use the pharmaceuticals which is really, um, really nice because it's usually moms who don't want to give their children the pharmaceuticals. They are rather trying the natural approach first and then seeing how effective they can manage the disease. And then if necessary, they go on to the pharmaceuticals. 
which I think is a really yes. good approach. But we usually see that with with yes, moms. Yes, for sure. <laughs> yeah. I guess the, the alternative should be the pharmaceuticals and not the Ayur, Ayurvedic way, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. Uh-huh. I usually see it with moms. It's really, it's really incredible. Usually they want to see, they want to try other options before they go straight to yes, pharmaceuticals, yes, which is really yes, nice. Uh, yeah. That's what makes, makes us rule the world. <laughs> All right. So you mentioned you're a mom and are you a solo mom? Okay. So how did that happen? Oh, you're not a solo mom. Yeah. So I'm not a solo mom. I was for a period of time for about, about a year, which was extremely challenging. I can definitely relate to moms who are doing everything on their own, trying to support the children emotionally during any kind of transition and then also just financially as Mm -hmm. well. It's a very challenging kind of process, but obviously my personal situation was trying to establish our, our basically our professional careers that kind of created that situation for us. And so it's still extremely challenging, whether you're, you know, it's a permanent situation or not. So I definitely, give credit where credit is due and every single solo mom out there god bless you (laughs) yes for sure all right i I wanted to talk about ayurvedic a bit more i mean it's a big word that a lot of us can't pronounce myself included but it's it's a lot more than just a word right so explain a little bit about what Ayurvedic is and how it benefits us as people. Okay. So Ayurveda actually means the science of life. Okay. Okay? It is about what is appropriate and what is inappropriate. Okay. And so the teachings are over 5,000 years old and it was passed down through generations and gurus and basically from the gods. Okay, and so they obtain this information. They originally were using it for spiritual purposes. They were having health issues in the communities. And they said, okay, well, we have to use these practices now for health. Okay, and so they, they use all of the knowledge that they had about the herbs, about the diet, about the food. And they now are able to treat people for specific health issues. It's got a very long track record of being effective, right? It's not one of these fad diets that now you're just going to go on and, and just follow the trend. It uses qualities of the herbs, the qualities of the food, and it looks at the qualities of the imbalance in the body to determine how to reestablish balance in the body. If you are experiencing things like bloating okay and lots of distension in the abdomen and we look at your diet and if your diet is showing me that you're eating popcorn and you're eating maybe some raw veggies like salads and that kind of thing so from an ayurvedic perspective you're actually increasing the air qualities in the body and you already have an air 
imbalance in the body. Okay. And we call this, you know, air and space qualities. Sometimes it's called the vata imbalance. Those are like the three doshas, vata, pitta, mm-hmm. and kapha. And everyone knows the, the three doshas who's familiar mm-hmm. with Ayurveda. So they're pretty, pretty um, simple to understand. But if you have this imbalance, right, you're having a vata imbalance, the air and space is increased in the body, and you're eating these foods that are high in air and space, right, then you're just increasing the air and space in the body. So we like to offset that. We like to balance it off. So we're going to do more of soft, warm foods to help reduce the excess air and space in the body. And that's how we fundamentally treat in Ayurveda. We look at the qualities of the imbalance in the body and the qualities of the food that may be kind of being a causative factor provoking the problem Mm -hmm. and we treat it naturally. So we we use that approach. Okay. All right. Thanks. And you know, it's, it's something I've been hearing about for a while. I just, I don't understand it fully. We hear of alternative, Mm -hmm. you know, medicine or solutions to health. And I have heard of the dosha. I've had practiced yoga, meditation, but I don't fully understand this way. So that's why I'm asking, and I'm sure there are a lot of people who don't understand it as well. So, so thanks for that. That explains some things, and it, it explains, too, why just adapting a diet, because we heard about it. You know, I want to lose weight, so maybe that diet will help me lose weight. But then we find we're not being successful because of those issues that, are out of balance. Am I, am I getting that straight? Yeah. And a lot of the times, you know, Ayurveda is an individualized kind of medicine. Mm-hmm. So just because it's working for one person doesn't mean it's going to work for another person. And that's what happens when, with these diets. Right? right. Certain people can have raw vegetables and they're fine. And according to Ayurveda, that's because your body constitution, your, your body can naturally will be fine with raw vegetables, Mm -hmm. right? Raw foods. But there are other people who think, okay, well, that's healthy. Like salads are healthy. Uh, According to Ayurveda, you shouldn't eat salads every day. You know, it's actually, you know, not recommended. That concept of if it's healthy, it just gets a category for everyone. But in Ayurveda, we look at the body. We look at your body constitution. We look at the body if there's an imbalance. And then we say, I mean, then we make recommendations on what food is appropriate for you. What kind of herbs are appropriate for you? What kind of lifestyle is appropriate for you? What time should you be waking up? It may be different than your husband or your mom, Mm -hmm. you know? So every single person's body is different. It's a very individualized kind of medicine. Okay. All right. Thank you. And yeah, that's what we need, but we really just can't seem to focus on that. How do you help? an individual to, you know, to understand the the concept, because I think it's something we have to get, right? Because it's a way of life from what I understand. It's not just, you know, I try something and if it works, I'm happy and I bounce along. This sounds like a way of life. So how do you help people understand the concept and be able to adapt it to their own lifestyle? I would say usually, you know, I look at the the individual, right? First of all, how strong is the disease in the body? 
Okay, that will determine how much effort we really need to make and making any kind of adjustments Mm -hmm. in their daily routine or their diet. Okay, Mm -hmm. from there, the person has to be a good rogi or a, a good patient. Okay, they have to be willing to do some of the work because American lifestyle and traditions are sometimes very hard to break, right? Because you grew up with, you know, certain diets, certain lifestyle. And so if I, if I'm going to make a recommendation, that's going to be like, oh, I, I can't, I just, you know, I need to have, you know, this, you know, bacon, egg and cheese yeah. on, on, you know, at this one restaurant for brunch. And, and, you know, I, I can't do that. You know, that's, that's where I have to eat that. And so I, I wouldn't say, you know, you have to, you know, you don't have to not eat that, right? Because then you're going to lose all the happiness in your life. But let's kind of work together. Can we make it where, you know, the other days of the week, we eat something that's a little bit more nutritious for your body, right? That doesn't have like incompatible foods, right? Where, you know, they're causing this imbalance in your body. Can we work together? So usually my approach is to try to meet you where you're at, right? And then develop a routine that is possible for mm-hmm. you. Because I don't want to set up anyone for failure or give them all the way to the extreme of this impossible task of completing all this stuff that they have to do. It's more about meeting someone where they're at, making recommendations that are possible for them to accomplish, and continuing to help them on their healing journey. Yeah. You know, there are sometimes people who come that are very chronically ill, right? And so their desire to regain their health is just that much stronger, right? And then there's some people who are just like, you know, I'm just having this discomfort, you know, because I can't fall asleep. Mm-hmm. I want to try a more natural approach. So their their issue may not be as strong. So they're going to maybe do a little bit more of the home remedies that I'm going to recommend and just maybe taking one or two herbs and, and changing the diet a little bit, you know? So it is on a case by case basis, but it really is looking at the person as a whole and saying, okay, I think you can, you can make these small adjustments, Mm -hmm. right? Without making your life really not exciting anymore. Right. Right. That's the last thing I'd want to do. I'd want you to be excited about making these small changes so that you can start to feel better. Your quality of life will improve. That's the goal, Ayurveda. Yes, yeah. To increase, you know, to help with the quality of life, prevent disease, stop the progression of disease. Right, right. Okay. And and that's, I, I guess, one of the biggest one is the autoimmune disease for us. Now, tell me, because, again, when I te- think about Ayurveda, and I have to get to able to pronounce it properly, I think of oils and ointments, right? I, I don't even think about food. I think about oils and ointment. And I'm not totally I'm not totally ignorant to, you know, alternative medicine. So where does that come from? Where does that, you know, perception comes from? How does all that help? autoimmune disease. I hope my question makes sense to you. Hello, Solar Moms. Do you want an easy and proven way to experience better mood and less anxiety? 
even if you think you're too busy with work and family responsibilities. You owe it to yourself to take care of your mental health. Join my easy five-day gratitude journaling challenge. Studies show that writing down what you're grateful for increase positivity, improve your mood, and help you sleep better. Sleep better? Better sleep? Oh my goodness. But that's only the beginning. Give yourself the gift of better mental health. Learn how you can incorporate gratitude journaling into your life without added stress or overwhelm. Click the link below to sign up for this challenge now and get a free 100-page gratitude journal printable just for signing up. Join the challenge today because your mental health is too important to ignore. It's really interesting. You know, Ayurveda uses oils to, they prepare them a very specific way. They do an entire, it's called a morcha pachana process where they actually take out any of the ama or the metabolic toxins that are in, found in oil naturally, right? They do a purification process mm-hmm. and then they infuse herbs into the oil. So this is a very long process. So Ayurvedic herbs, I'm sorry, Ayurvedic oils are actually, they're processed for usually many, many hours or they make them in vats. So they're many, many, they're like a whole week it takes to actually prepare this oil that you're getting. And that's why they're a little bit more expensive. These oils they've found are very helpful for using them on your skin, okay? Because your skin absorbs them mm-hmm. very easily. And so it doesn't have to go through the digestive process, right? So you're getting the benefits of using these oils on the skin and the herbs that are in these oils. Mm-hmm. And it's actually nourishing and supporting the body. Mm-hmm. You know, going back to what you had said earlier about, you know, creating a routine and, and creating this into your life, they actually recommend that you use these oils every day on your body Mm -hmm. because it actually supports the skin, your largest organ. And it helps to nourish the skin and calms the body down because you're, you're giving them this nourishment. And remember we spoke about Vata, the air and space in the body. Vata is considered the king of doshas. If it's not happy, nobody's happy. Mm. Okay. So we always want to find ways to pacify Vata, make Vata happy. And Vata, right, the air and space, we like to use oil to pacify Vata. So first thing in the morning, if you're applying some warm herbal oil all over your body and just leaving it on your skin, doing your face, your hands, your whole body, your feet, your belly button, right? And if you just have that oil on your skin for about 10 minutes and then you go shower, that right there, you just did a full nourishing treatment on your body and your skin. Mm -hmm. You're starting the day off where you're calming vata, right? And so that's something that's very simple that people can incorporate into their life that isn't too time consuming and it's helpful. Yeah, thank you. And give us an example of one of those oils, like a name. Yeah, it's it's a long name, <laughs> just like Ayurveda, hard to pronounce. Okay. But it's called Manahana Wine Oil. Oh, 
So, so <laughs> I was expecting you to say something like rosemary oil or something like that, or neem. I don't know uh, <laughs> what I was. Yeah, I know. <laughs> okay. It's called Manahana Raina oil. Okay. All right. Well, we put the name in the show notes <laughs> so people can hear it. And tell us about your book. Oh, yeah. So I have this book. It's called The Ayurvedic Practitioner's Resource Guide. It's a mind map guide. And so what I have done is I've organized all of the information that pertains to Ayurveda in, in a format that's really great for visual learners. And so it goes through basic okay. principles, herbology, nutrition. There's also more advanced concepts in internal medicine, panchakarma treatments as well, which are a form of detox treatments and even some yoga in there. And so what I, what I've done is I've basically taken all of the Ayurvedic concepts and laid it out so that you can visually see how these concepts relate to each other with, in addition with images. And it's really helpful because Ayurveda is pretty complex. They, the learning process is sometimes a little bit challenging, especially for, for people who are not familiar with Ayurveda or Ayurvedic students. So they find that being able to visually see how all of these concepts relate to each other all in one central location, it's really helpful for them. They get a visual because the information is, is so voluminous. Okay. And so it's funny because yeah, it's yeah. such it's 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 a ama- it's an amazing science, and the more you learn, the more you realize that there's so much more to learn. It's like a little like you know, yeah. whenever you learn, it's just like a drop in the ocean. That's basically how Ayurvedic doctors basically explain learning Ayurveda. Like you know, and, and in the past, people would learn. It would take them you know fifteen years just to sit with some one person and just transfer the information before they, they were writing the scriptures down, right? So that's how the information got transferred. You were just sitting with one person and just learning verbally for that many years. Well, it makes sense. I mean, it, it's a complex topic and our body and our lives, are, you know, are complex. So what is Sanja grateful for today? I am very grateful. I get to spend some time with my kids, you know, so I I really do try to schedule Mm. taking them to dance and spending time with them because I have a very busy schedule because my passion is to help our community. And so I do try to see as many clients as I can during a day or during the weekend or at night, whenever it's convenient for them. And it's not necessarily convenient for me. And so my family time sometimes really does struggle to, you know, be scheduled in. And so today I was able to make sure I get to see my kids and and take them to dance and spend some time with them. And so that is what I'm grateful for today. Oh, yes, for sure. Thank you for sharing that. And I'm going to put you on the spot. And as we, as we talked about earlier, <laughs> that you said that the study of Ayur- Ayurveda is not, is complex. It's not a simple thing. It takes a while. 
but I'm going to put you on the spot. And I woke up this morning with a headache. I, I actually am struggling with this interview because I'm not thinking clearly. I I, had no, I, am, I think I know what the underlying issue is. But if I wanted to relieve myself of that, of that headache, could I put oil in different areas, like apply oil in different, at different points on my head? Yeah, what do you think? I mean, mm-hmm. am I being stupid no, here or no. in, but, with this question or is this a sensible question? Um, yeah, I mean, you know, there's a couple of different things. First, I'd want to just ask, is this, is this pretty consistent? Do you tend to get headaches? No, every once in a while they pop up, but no, I don't get consistent headaches. Okay, all right. And I guess on a scale of one to ten, how how severe would you say your headache is? Maybe a six now. A six, okay. It seems that now I'm talking, that talking relaxes me, so I'm not, you know, I'm interacting, and this is relaxing for me. So the headache isn't as pronounced as it was before. Okay. All right. So I would say, you know, you can do some some marma point therapy on your head if you start to experience headaches, okay? Because you're not, you know, these aren't consistent, okay? I would say you can press right here in the middle of your forehead, Okay, and you could do a circular motion. And then you could also do the top of your head, right? So you just want to just press with like a level four. Okay. And then you can go to the sides of your head of your temples. Okay. And then you can go back Mm -hmm. to right above your, your ear, right? These are all marma points, right? So if you have anything kind of stuck there, Right. And then you're going to flow it down to right behind your ears. Okay. And then right through to your neck. Right. Right by your throat. Okay. And then right below, right. Like if you look right over here, these little points right above your clavicle. Okay. Okay. All right. And then we just do this. Yeah, for about see. five minutes, okay? And just keep massaging these okay. marma points, okay? And then you're going to start to feel like a release. So if you're having anything kind of stuck, it's like hmm. it's starting to be that time of year where, you know, everything is melting, okay? Meaning if you think of the tops of the mountains, right, they're all full of snow, right? And you have, and you just mm-hmm. do this, because you might be just kind of, there might be some congestion there and this will kind of help release it. And there's one more right behind your neck. If you feel like for your, 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 your cranial goes onto the neck, right? Okay. And you just hit all of those marma right, points yeah, and you just right go yeah. like that. You're going to start to release if there's any kind of stuck lymph, you know, that needs to be kind of drained. Okay. Mm-hmm. And Okay. You know, and this could, mm-hmm. this could help, especially if you wake up with it and it's kind of bothersome, it'll help really calm it down. And you can do yeah. that about five, 10 minutes. Okay. But this is a time of year where okay. you sort of get nasally, you, you know, the things are starting to bloom. Right. And so according to Ayurveda, this is mm-hmm. where if you've, if you've eaten heavy food throughout the winter, 
right? It starts to melt. Okay. And if you put anything into your diet right now, like bananas and avocados, it's going to increase this accumulation that's already happened through the winter. So your body is naturally trying to release Mm. it and melt it just like the tops of the mountains with snow. It's starting to melt. The same thing's happening in the body. So if you start to add in heavy foods right now, you're going to start to get like these weird kind of maybe some headaches, some nasal congestion, that kind of thing. So you could reduce those foods right now and get a little bit of relief naturally. That should help. Okay. (laughs) Thank you. And I I won't put this in the podcast if it's an issue, but if you think it's helpful to, you know, because I did put you on the spot, but if you think it's helpful, I will include it. But if, you know, if you don't think, yeah. All right. (laughs) Thank you. I'm actually going to try that because I am. So anything else? Because, you know, it, it's something that is beneficial. What you have, what you have to offer will be beneficial. And if this, you know, because a lot of us solo moms have headaches all the time. (laughs) Sometimes it's deeper than just a headache, but other times it's just a headache. And if this, what you just showed me, helps, that will be very beneficial to a solo mom who gets headaches all the time. may not be the cure, but it may be what you need at that moment in time. So, do you have anything else? Um, what kind of advice can you give? Like, you know, one piece or just add something and tell us how we can get in touch with you. A lot, yeah. A lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's important to know, you know, with headaches, especially if they're kind of chronic or if they're happening more than once a week, I would say, you know, you may need to do like a full detox because that's where I've seen a lot of really mm. helpful kind of release mm. of, of headaches because sometimes mm-hmm. you just have a lot of gunk that kind of gets stuck in the channels right. and so you just need to clean everything mm-hmm. out and then the body really appreciates that because then anything that you do after that is really nourishing because you've cleaned everything so all the yeah. anything that you add if it's diet or herbs the tissues that actually start to build are that much healthier right because they're, yeah. they're clean So I would say with headaches, and then of course, if it's like obviously a very severe headache, you just want to make sure that you do go to, you know, a clinic or your doctor if it's extreme, right? So that's, that's the one thing with headaches. So Mm -hmm. if it's more chronic and you're starting to see that they're kind of happening more, more frequently, you may just need a full kind of cleanse. And then sometimes herbs, we could do something like a palliative treatment is called a shamana treatment where it's just pacifying the situation. And then sometimes you just need a Shodana treatment or a full detox treatment, okay? And then of course, if it's Mm -hmm. major, then you obviously may need immediate medical attention and you need to go and seek proper care, okay? But then if anyone would want to speak with me directly, I offer a free 15 minute consultation on my website. You could book me at a new ayurvedahealth.com. If you want to do a full consultation, you could also book for, I do Zoom consultations. And then I, and then if there's any herbs that's required, I prepare them in my clinic and I ship them out to you. So it's either mm-hmm. one in person I or like virtually. That. Yeah. 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 Oh, I like the individual preparation of the herbs. I like that. I think that's a good idea. 
All right. <laughs> Thank you, Sandra Rubin, for coming and talking to us today. I really appreciate you. Thank you so much. I appreciate you inviting me here. It's been a wonderful experience. Sure. Solomon's Talk was designed to curate the stories of solo moms globally. As a facilitator of this platform, I aim to create a peaceful environment where you can share your heart, feel love, and get the advice you need. So if this sounds like you, why not RSVP for our next virtual meetup? The link is below. It's where you can retreat from the chaos of your life so you can recharge, connect with other moms, and get answers to your burning questions. Remember, you're not alone and you don't have to parent in silence. Hello, solo moms. As a solo mom of three adult sons, I understand the challenges you face on a daily basis. As a mentor, my mission is to help you shift your mindset and empower you to take control of your life. To see yourself as God sees you. I know that unresolved trauma can be a heavy burden to carry and parenting alone can be a lonely journey, but it doesn't have to be that way. I want you to know that you are not alone. You have the strength and resilience to overcome your challenges and create the life you desire. I want to help you to make the effort to tackle unresolved trauma and change your perspective so you can live the life you deserve. I offer complimentary consultation where we can discuss how to move forward, create a plan to help you heal and empower you. You can schedule a consultation by emailing me at jen at jrosemarie.com or by calling plus one nine one seven nine nine four one three two nine or schedule a consultation with the link below. I am here for you and I want to help you take the first step towards healing and empowerment. Don't let unresolved trauma hold you back any longer. Don't parent in silence. So take action today and let's work together to empower you to live the life you desire.